finally get to marry your person, your soulmate, and you're so excited to start this new chapter of being newlyweds, and then the military says, surprise, they're leaving. So how do you navigate insecurities and communication and building your relationship from thousands of miles away? Let's talk about it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Call to Marriage. So this topic, I think, is a little different than what the last couple episodes have been. The last couple episodes have been life updates, but now that I'm in the middle of deployment and all the fun stuff that comes along with that. I really want to sort of focus in on what this podcast was originally intended to be, which is not only a support system and a community for others going through um, being a new military spouse and all that's entailed with it, but also offering advice and help and sort of how I'm going through things right now in the hope that it helps somebody else who's also going through it right now. If you hear noise in the background, it's (laughs) my puppy who decided to wake up from his nap. But yeah, so let's jump into it. So we, my husband and I got married, you know, in July and we knew deployment was kind of coming up and that he would go. We just didn't really necessarily know how soon he'd be leaving. And so um, he, he left a little while after we got married. And so it's sort of thrown new challenges into the marriage because how do you build a strong marriage, a foundation for marriage when you're thousands of miles away from that person? How do you work on communication? How do you work on navigating this new life when your person isn't there to navigate things with you? What do you do when you feel insecurities bubbling up from maybe past relationships or or past things and and you don't know how to handle those insecurities because your partner's not there to talk about them? And so that's sort of what I've been going through. And how do I How do we work on that communication? How do we strengthen our foundation of marriage? How do we work through insecurities or feelings and and get stronger from it? And also, how do you make those missed holidays feel special? And and how do you make those things feel feel not so lonely and and empty? And so those are kind of things that I wanted to talk about. So first things first, I really want to talk about communication. And so it's really easy to kind of get into a routine of, oh, you know, I'll, I'll text them in the morning, I'll text them in the afternoon, maybe we'll FaceTime. But then how do you make those conversations meaningful? How do you keep the conversations engaged? And how do you keep them from just being, how's your day? Good. My day was good as well. Okay, great. Bye. Love you. So <laughs> how do you how do you keep that going? And so one thing that I found is that I tend to go to the same question all the time, like, oh, how's your day going without really putting much thought into it and starting to realize that in order for 
communication to get stronger and communication to grow, you have to prevent yourself from getting into a talking routine. And so I don't mean like, hey, we're going to talk at this time every day. Like that talking routine is is good and well and, and necessary so that you have time set aside to talk. But how do you get out of the routine of sort of being lazy with the questions and the intentions behind the communication? And so instead of asking the same question every day, asking new things like, what did you learn today? Or who did you interact with today? Or what was important about today? What did you enjoy most about today? Asking questions that get past the initial yes, no, it was fine. Okay, great. Moving forward and going in that direction. So that's been one thing that I think has really helped the communication change from just sort of, again, getting into a routine and getting lazy and not asking questions that are going to grow um, your relationship and and piggybacking on top of that, being open about things you're feeling when your, your significant other is gone. I know that I've, you know, told my husband a lot, like I'm going through a day and I miss you a lot today and it kind of sucks and I feel sad and being okay with telling them that. I think sometimes spouses are told, specifically new spouses are told, don't throw more emotional turmoil onto your spouse. They're already under enough stress. And while I think there is some validity to that, like if something crazy dramatic happened or or something's bad, or if you're constantly telling them like, oh, it's so, it sucks so much. I'm, I'm so sad, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, I can understand that that additional emotional quote unquote burden can be stressful for them. At the same time, that's sort of like you're supposed to share those things <laughs> in marriage and it's normal to, to miss your partner. It's normal to, to miss your spouse. It's normal to feel lonely. It's normal to feel sad. And I don't think there is added emotional quote unquote burden to, to telling your spouse that. And I think if anything, it it lets your spouse know you're thinking of them. It lets your spouse know that you need them and that you miss them and that you desire them and want them. And coming from someone who's one of their love languages, it's words of affirmation. And it's it's one of my husband's. That reminder is, is necessary and important. And, and if your love language isn't that, then you're working on showing your love and appreciation in another way. But I think it's important to remember that it's those feelings of loneliness are not a burden. They're normal and they're natural and it's okay to to miss your spouse. That's sort of a good indication that, you know, you love your spouses if you miss them when they're gone, I think. And so those feelings and communicating those feelings with your spouse are important because that's how you work through those feelings. And so I think continuing on that thought of what communication look like, looks like and talking about those feelings of being sad or being lonely mixed into that too is talking about insecurities, things that you feel insecure about. And whether that be, hey, I'm the, because I think, <laughs> I think it's really hard sometimes to get the attention that maybe we feel like we need or that we desire when you are far apart and when your significant other isn't in the same space as you, isn't in the same home as you. And so it's very easy for our brain to get twisted what's actually happening in the reality of what's happening. And so being able to talk about those things and understand 
those things is important and necessary because that sort of trust and building trust is a big part of any relationship. And so understanding how to talk through feelings like that is important because you don't want to plant seeds of insecurity and allow them to grow while that person isn't isn't with you. And you don't want to allow that to become a, a blocker in your marriage and your marriage developing. And so I think we've been really good about when those feelings of insecurities are present, addressing them and bringing them up and talking them through so that the other person feels valued and heard. And at the same time, is it's confirming to them that there is no reason for insecurity. There is no feeling of distrust. There is no breaking of that trust in that both parties are understanding and recognizing the promises and the vows that they made to each other. And I think being able to work through those and that, that type of communication is so valuable. And it's, it, I think it's part of the reason why I have felt like during this deployment, we've grown, grown stronger in our marriage is that we've been so open with the communication. And I think that sometimes it's easy to get, again, like I said, into a lazy routine of just asking those baseline questions and just sort of getting through the day and getting that countdown smaller, that real deep communication is missed and, and not taken up. And so I think having those more meaningful conversations is it's really about how do you grow them and how do you grow your your spouse and, and your interactions together in that sense. And while that may be difficult and may be uncomfortable, maybe it's hard. I will say it's really hard to have serious, serious conversations from a distance, mostly because, again, like it's hard to see your spouse. Maybe you can't FaceTime. Maybe you're just working through letters or, or whatever it may be. So it's hard to have really, truly deep, serious conversations, but getting past that surface level conversation is what is going to keep that marriage, that foundation growing and strengthening. So on top of that, I think I touched on this a little bit earlier, but love languages and how you work through that in a deployment, specifically when there may be love languages that are hard to show from far away. So like physical touch and quality time. And so um, if you don't know what five languages, five love languages are, there's five love languages. It's acts of service, words of affirmation, gifts, physical touch, and quality time. And so what that looks like um, together in the same space and what that looks like far apart are very different. So I think words of affirmation are, are pretty easy, you know, reminding your spouse that you love them or telling them something that you love about them every day or or why you value them, or that you know you miss them, and things like that. Those are all really easy ways to show words of affirmation, and, and gifts. I think too are are a little easier as well because again, um, some, most of the time you can send care packages, or, or they can order um, something to be sent to the house, or, or even little things like like that. Um, the harder ones though are quality time, acts of service, and physical touch. And so what? Um, I found so quality time, you know, really setting apart a time to, you know, either call each other or maybe you can have the opportunity to watch a movie together at the same time. Or maybe, you know, you have a, a time set up each week where, you know, you, you get to talk, whatever that may be. Quality time is how do I show my spouse that I value their time and I value time with them in a way that 
can can be done without being physically next to the other person. Physical touch, obviously, I think is the hardest. Um, but one way to look at it is, you know, can you send them like Snapchat is a really good way. Like I'm going to send them, you know, a, a picture or I'm going to send them, you know, something of that nature where you can kind of even I think fine, like just seeing my husband like sending like as a goofy face in in the morning or something like that is is a good way of, I guess, kind of not replacing, but still allowing me to, to have that visual and, and things of that nature. And then acts of service. Um, we have lawn service, which my husband signed up for. And, and honestly, just that little thing of not having to mow the grass or do things of that nature. He bought me a Roomba, <laughs> which sounds so silly. I said, told somebody, I was like, oh yeah, my husband bought me a Roomba as an early Christmas gift. And they're like, what? And I was like, I hate cleaning. And my husband realizes that and recognizes that to the extent that he bought something, which I guess also is a way of gifts, but got something that is going to take that chore away from me. And so like doing something for the other person. Um, I sent my husband cookies, um, you know, baked fresh cookies, because I know that he values that. And that's a way that I can show him that I love him is through food. And so finding, I think those ways to touch and fulfill on those love languages on top of being able to communicate and talk about things that are really bugging you through the deployment and insecurities you're feeling through the deployment have honestly been the best way, I think, for us to really strengthen our relationship from a distance and grow that marriage in a way that has really made me feel so strong and secure in our marriage and so strong and secure in the marriage we're growing and the foundation we're building. And so I think the question falls, um, I'd love to reach out to this community. Uh, how do how do you work through that newlywed deployment? How do you work through deployment? How do you fulfill those love languages? I'd love to hear it. Send me an email. It's ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. Again, this whole podcast is really about developing a community of new spouses, seasoned spouses, working through these things together. And I just so look forward to developing this community and growing this community one spouse at a time. So again, I'd love to hear from you all at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, I look forward to another chat with y'all. Bye-bye.